future in their lives There have been moments when they've wavered in their minds One more comment, one more joke, I don't accept it I won't, I won't tolerate intolerance this time I'm not a heterosexual man not ticking your boxes, that's not who I am No, I don't fit into your knee little one And I never will I'm not a heterosexual man Not ticking your boxes, that's not who I am No, I don't fit into your knee little one And I never will Jesus Christ, I'm done with it, you narrow-minded piece of shit. I'd sooner cut off my own dick than be like you. Did that make you uncomfortable? Is your macho pride in trouble now? When you're beating me up, then what will you do? Yes, and she's back. Uh, hello, lovely people, and welcome back to Quintessentially Queer. Yes, season two, bitches. So, it's been a long fucking summer, girl. It really fucking has been. It's been fucking hot. It's been fucking boiling. It's been fucking pandemic. It's just been going on, to be quite honest. So, for the first episode, episode 10, we're going to do things a little differently today. I will share a personal story, um, as the fucking personal is fucking political. And um, I've had a lot of doubts and a lot of, um, I don't know, second-guessing whether I should do this podcast or not. Um, Because I know that I will get blamed for, like, centralizing myself. Uh, I will. I know that I will get blamed for being self-centered. Um, but the thing is, bitch, it's my podcast. So, um, and beyond that, like, girl, honestly, I don't want to fucking talk about other people. The only person I'm like eligible to talk about is me. You know what I'm saying? And it's not because I think I'm better than someone else. It's just because this is the only fucking experience I have. So, today, we will be talking about toxic masculinity um, and the spectrum of abuse, essentially. But let's start, first of all, by sharing something, okay? So, there's this girl that I know, okay? This girl is the nastiest gang bitch I've ever met. Do not trust her. She's a fugly fucking slut. I encountered her a couple of times. I saw her living in me. I saw her breathe her stench on my neck. I even asked her to stay over. This girl is so sexist and so manipulating that she even prefers to be mentioned in the feminine gender just to deceive her fucking victims. It should not be the case, by the way, huh? Let's call a fish a fish. Why is masculinity referred to as a feminine word? I don't get it. It's so fucking abrupt and it's so stupid. It's so dispersive that even in his mention we all sit up straight. It is so dominant and so demanding that in his mere accomplishment, 
of the bare minimum, we fucking reward him. It's so intoxicating that even in his final call, we answer, you know, asking for a spot in the in-group, essentially. It's the power that turns boys into men and everyone else into the steps that they fucking tremble on, leading to the holy grail of dominance. It is the urge to surround yourself with a net so tightly knit that even if you lose your shit, it will somehow collectively and subconsciously be led back to you because it does the work for you. It's the strength required from everyone around his presence um, to excuse behaviors in a nonchalant way because... (laughs) Oh, you, boys will be boys. Well, how about their grown-ass fucking men responsible for their own actions? How about that? It's a way that is paved with a fading base, with a solitude of, like, after hours, and the over-practice base-level self-analysis and vague reflections that can be bought at your everyday after-party. Most times, he's told to wear a suit. Other times, he decides to wear something else. Whenever the suit is traded for toxicity, then the closet closes and the tickets are still all available, bitch. Because no one's showing up. Besides him, actually. You know. It's a spectacle that most people do not want to see, or even worse, refuse to. You know, we have all done it. And we will all most probably do it again. Toxic masculinity is a fucking threesome, bitch. It's a threesome between manipulation, maybe gaslighting, you know. Denial, maybe performativity. And dominance being challenging both. Or the lack of thereof, actually. First, there is the bottom. The first step that that we all do is actually give the benefit of the doubt. We start by doing that and never really expect someone to be as toxic as we might have heard. We are led by our own selves to believe that what we heard being whispered just cannot be believed. You know, it's so fucking crazy. It's the reverberation of power which we all feed from. This power might stem directly from that person or solely from our own selves because if we don't believe the toxicity, we also verify our own judgment of people and our personal choices. This then leads us to the first guest of the situation that only, you know, does guest appearances whenever he's in town for the weekend. We ask ourselves in reflection to this toxicity, what the fuck is going on up in this gig tonight? The answer we get reeks this stench of complicated words and syllables he's learned by heart, which functions as a shield to, sh- the, to like, just hide the fact that, bruh, you're more fucking toxic than Britney Spears in a pool of radioactive waste. Just like Dora the Explorer, we choose our words carefully in order to not set off the trap. A fish can also be referred to as a living underwater being, but dude... It's a fucking fish. This swaying back and forth between words that cannot ignite the mirror's reflection set up the perfect ground, all douched and ready for the dome top of the situation. Once we reach that point where we're so close to feeling the energy and power that toxic masculinity has, we're challenged by it. We are left with no other choice but to play his game. If the plane of reference is one which is familiar to him, that being of dominance, then evidently the last two participants were just setting up the way in advance for us to fail by default because they will always fucking win in this game, bitch. It's rigged. Once you realize that the game is rigged, unless you're actually an even more toxic man, you let go 
and you are left with no other choice but to pick up that fucking fish, look at it straight in the fucking eye, and realize that it is indeed a fucking fish. We've all done it. We've all excused men around us for the way they act. If they're too pushy or they don't know boundaries. If they're too persistent, oh, they're just too excited. If they're too horny, oh, they're just too liberated and open. There's such a high level of toxic masculinity surrounding us at all times that once a man does the bare minimum, then suddenly it's all okay. We all function in a plane where masculinity is the medium of perfection that we all somehow, without our agreement, have to outweigh it or initiate our progress with it being the point of reference. But what happens when you say no? There's a 30% chance that it's already raining shit. Basically, that's what's happening. But um, leaving uh, the mean girls quotes outside, let's get into the personal shit, right? So, I've been uh, doing activism for a while, since 16 more or less. Uh, I've been volunteering, I've been donating, I've been preaching this shit for a while. Um, because I always say that it's everyone's uh, responsibility to be more ethical than the society they were brought up in. So this fight um, is very personal to me. And uh, it's wholeheartedly like something that I do because I enjoy and also because it's something that I actually feel like doing, you know. Um, I come from like an inland refugee background and my parents fucking built themselves up from fucking zero to give me the privilege of actually being in Uva, being in Amsterdam, being a fierce bitch or whatever the fuck you want to call what I'm doing. Um, so on that note, I never really um, choose to share super personal stuff even though I talk all the fucking time and I'm an open book in terms of my emotions, I very rarely share my personal shit to people that I don't trust or that I don't know, you know? And because I'm so talkative and so social, people tend to confuse the two. Beyond that, um, I realize that I have a privilege of being male, obviously. Whether I don't identify as such, I still present as male, as outside, you know? So on that note... Um, I want to warn you, a trigger warning from what's about to follow, because this is quite like an intense story. And also, if you're not interested in hearing my personal shit, then please log off. So, um, the story starts approximately a year ago um, with this friend of mine, okay? Let's call her Jane. So, Jane... Um, ever since I met her, uh, has been talking basically about everyone that I've ever met or known. There's other people coming up to me sharing the shit that Jane says about other people that, like, you know. So, to me, uh, I, I loved Jane. She was, like, a friend of mine, really. And I believed the best in her because, uh, I don't know, she never really did anything wrong to me. You know what I mean? Uh, nor, I mean, okay, girl, yeah, I knew that, like, she has a big mouth, however... I knew to take everything she says with a grain of salt. Now, last year, um, another friend told me that Jane told her that one of my sisters is hanging out with this guy who is a rapist and an abuser and a sexual predator and all that. And she wanted to ask me if my sister basically knew this shit. And I told her, girl, I don't know any of this shit. I don't even know the guy. I don't even know Jane that well. So kind of like, I don't see how this is any of my business, you know. Uh, I trust my sister, so I'm pretty sure she made, like, a lucid judgment of her friends, you know. But let's call this guy John Doe, right? Yeah, John, that's it. 
So that was the first interaction with this situation, which I was like, okay, whatever, not my business. Then, we were in fucking the school, in the smoking room, and uh, John's business partner at the time uh, was with us in the group there. And girl, we were all fucking like a bit fucked up at that point. So Jane, nonchalantly, with so much ease, just turns to John's um, partner and is like, oh, hey, you're working with John, right? Oh, yeah, do you know that, like, John's a rapist? And I was like, oh, snatched. And it's like, girl, maybe he is. I don't fucking know, but, like, you don't share that shit like that. You don't share it like it's like you bought a new fucking pair of shoes. What the fuck? You don't, you don't share someone's... You know what I mean? That intense information in that type of way. You go and you fucking ask his partner, yo, I have this like really intense shit to share with you. Do you want to hear it now because we're fucked up? Or, you know, do you want to talk about it another time? If he says yes, then take him to a fucking corner and tell him on his own. Like, anyway, um, allegedly, or apparently, I don't know, um... One of John's victims assigned Jane to be the carrier of her story and the representative of her news, which is, babe, fair enough, she's your friend, do as you do. However, she assigned you to be the carrier of her news. She didn't assign you to be the vigilante of everyone else's, you know, fucking moral compass, nor the judge of that, for the matter of fact. So on that note, babe, protect your friend, work, but kind of like let people be. Because people respect, like, you know, people like, like deserve to figure shit out on their own pace and in their own tempo. And figure out their own moral compass. Whether that moral compass might be lower than yours or not, that's none of your fucking business. However, there's, the plot thickens. This year, um... I heard, essentially, from another girl, because uh, I ended up basically meeting John after a year, and actually coming, getting close with him, and I always kept my eye on him, because I was like, bitch, I heard this shit, but like, I'm gonna wait until I see the, you get what I'm saying, the signals, which in reality, actually, <laughs> in retrospect, they were there. Maybe not as intensely. However, if you put one plus one plus one plus one, well, it's not that hard to fucking realize, you know, which is like actually a mistake on my part. But if you see things with like rose-colored glasses, the red flags just look like normal fucking flags, you know, which is very sad to say, but that's just how the way the fucking world works. You know, we don't want to believe such bad things for our friends or for the people we work with. Anyway... So, this year, I was contacted by another friend to tell me whether I have heard the things that went on with John, and whether they came to my uh, attention. To which I told her, like, basically, girl, I don't know what you heard, but, like, um, I don't know John's personal shit. Well, I know that professionally, at least, he's one of the most transparent, communicative, and fair people that I've ever worked with. And he knows his fucking shit, and he's on top of his work, so that's the plane that we interact in, essentially. You know, so beyond that, I don't know his, his personal business, nor has he ever showed me anything of the sort. 
that could be necessarily abusive or toxic. So on that note, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to be no one's fucking judge, you know. However, a couple of weeks after that, right, I might have never really believed Jane, but I never really believed that she's crazy. I knew that there was an element of truth to it. However, I didn't know to what extent she was, like, exaggerating or I don't know what, you know, because she was my friend, um, and it is what it is. However, we were at this after party once with John. Uh, actually, at my house, bitch, with my sister and a friend of mine. Um, who's like my daughter, basically. So basically, I left them in my house because I had to like travel back to Cyprus, pretty much. Because uh, I was like, girl, you're here, it's all cute, it's all chill, just come like, don't fuck shit up, have fun, basically. But they were fucked up, basically. They got fucked up, essentially. They stayed there for a whole day, it was all cute, all good. I go back to Cyprus, and... Um, I, I get a text, basically, both from my friend and by John, actually, more or less at the same time, being like, on the one hand, yo, John fucked up, and oh my god, I felt so fucking uncomfortable, holy shit. I was like, oh my god. Then I get a text from John being like, oh my god, dude, I really fucked up, I feel like shit, blah, 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 like, I, I don't know how to do, I don't know what to do at this point, like full of regret, and I was like, oh my god, no, what happened now, so John calls me first, because my friend was sleeping, and he's like to me, yo, we got really fucked up, basically, and um, I we all decided to stay at regular house for a night, because uh, it was too far away to like bike, and it was like raining, and shit like that, so we decided to stay at your house, and so my friend had already clarified to John that she just wants to be friends when they had kind of like a flirting situation a couple of weeks prior to that. So they decided to all sleep at my house. So John jumps in bed. My friend's like, oh, cute, yeah, we've bonded so much, like we're friends now, sure. So she went in the bed with him, you know, because uh, it was very clear that she didn't want anything besides the fact of being friends. Then John, while was there, um, started basically kind of like cuddling with her. And my friend, who is super open actually, because she's a very girl, uh, was like, oh, okay, cute cuddles. Yeah, sure, why not, you know? Even though her first response were like, was like, okay, I guess we're all sleeping in the same bed, sure. So cuddling took a dark turn after a while. He started groping her and touching her in appropriate ways. And after she started pushing him away, he w really was not letting go. And then my other friend had to basically also intervene and push him away. To which he later on went and slept on the fucking couch. Which is fucking gross. No is not expressed only as a fucking no. It's expressed as a lot of fucking things. It's expressed as, um, I don't know how I feel about it. It's expressed as a, uh, thank you, no, I'm kind of like busy right now. It's expressed as a push away. It's expressed as not smiling. It's expressed as like anything but a yes. So after the event, I was like shook, obviously. However, I asked my friend who was essentially abused at that moment. Like, yo, how do you feel about this? 
Like, what the fuck? And she told me that she felt fucking uncomfortable, that this person has zero boundaries, and that basically he really needs to fucking reconsider the relationship he has with women, which, <laughs> obviously. But she wouldn't call him necessarily a rapist, or rapey vibes, or whatever, which, I mean, it's a fucking spectrum, bitch. Abuse is not just penetration. You hear what I'm saying? Nor is it just, like, super abrupt and direct violence. Abuse is any, like, motivative power that you initiate on someone else without their fucking consent. That's what fucking abuse is. So later on, after I heard from my friend, I called John. And I'm like, dude, what the shit, you know? Um, and he explained the situation exactly as it happened in the same way that my friend did. And I was like, okay, so he's joining up to it, I guess, in his delivery. And I told him, yo, listen, so what I heard so far about you is that you're actually a fucking rapist and a sex predator, a sexual predator. Because babes, like, sorry, but the only thing that's straight about me is the fact that I'm a straight up bitch. I don't fucking do this, like, Western shit of, like, talking vague and, like... You know what I mean? I heard this thing from someone that some... I don't know this, like, he said, she said, shit, fuck that. If we're friends and I respect you, I'm going to be direct with you. And the only reason I'm being so vague right now is because I don't want to get sued by no one. Nor do I want any kind of, like, public infamy or anything. No, this is just me sharing my fucking experience and actually trying to deconstruct what abuse is and my fucking summer, essentially. So beyond that, I tell him, like, yo, I heard that you're a fucking rapist. And a sexual predator. What's up with that? And he's like, oh shit, man, fucking rapist. That's intense. Like, whoa, I never really expected that. Like, you know, from who? And like, like I'm not going to tell you by who. Uh, but like, what, what happened in order for people to even have the possibility to say that? And he was a bit like, you know, hell holding back in the beginning. I'm like, yo, listen, I don't really believe you. So, unless you fucking tell me what the fuck happened, like, it's like, okay, cool. So, he essentially told me that the exact same thing happened. And this is where um, I acted like a fucking toxic man, which, to be honest, still haunts me till now. I believed him, because um, so far when we were working together or, like, interacting anyway, I didn't see anything bad besides this instance with my friend, which is actually more than enough. You don't need more than one bitch. Being a little bit sexist is too sexist. Being a little bit abusive is too fucking abusive. You know? And this is where toxicity, as is being taught, is implemented in our actual fucking lives. We want to give the benefit of the doubt. We never really want to believe unless it happens to us, which is so fucking wrong. And yes, unfortunately, I had to learn the hard way. But, you know... We all make mistakes, and we're all trying to make amends with it. So I guess maybe this podcast is also a way of making amends with myself. Now, whether you want to believe it or not, honestly, I couldn't care less, to be honest, because I don't live my life for you. So on that note, I was like, okay, dude, listen. Um, as my friend so far, you didn't prove to me, or you didn't show me that this thing has happened before or not no not this thing i mean kind of like this behavior to surface in such a violent way you know it happened twice uh where you were like super fucked up in your life um so on that note uh it's not that i forgive you or something it's not my place to forgive you or anything 
But as your friend, like, I will be here for you and I support you because that's what I would do for all of my friends. But as George, I keep my fucking eye on you. So right now, you shouldn't have to be at zero. You should be, at, you should be at negative in terms of the effort that you're putting in, bitch. You shouldn't be just, oh, not abusive. You're not abusive. You should be like fucking correct. You know what I mean? And fucking apologetic about this. So when he asked me if my friend, if it's like right for him to kind of like, um, you know, contact my friend to apologize, I told him that she has no fucking responsibility whatsoever in like forgiving him or even talking to him again. Anyway, that was that. My friend at the end did like uh, meet up with him, talked, cause she's that fucking bitch. Um, and so am I, actually, I guess. But we're getting to that. So after that, uh, my sister, uh, she ended up like going to Jane's house where she essentially was again circulating the news about how John is a rapist and an abuser. The last thing she was left to fucking do is pull out a fucking PowerPoint presentation. And it's like, girl, okay, share the news. Like, really? If your friend has assigned you this role of kind of like the crusader of her story, props to you and props to her for doing that. However, don't fucking like, I don't know, dictate to people what the fuck they're gonna do. You don't have that role in their lives. Especially if you're bitching about their fucking friends. Like, girl. Anyway, I don't blame her though. She comes from a good place, but like the road to hell was paved with good intentions. You know what I'm saying? However, later on, I was accused of doing like Nazi sympathizing because I was working and like hanging out with like a rapist and an abuser. It's kind of like, girl, what the shit? Like, I'm your friend. So like, knowing all the work that I put in my entire fucking life to build an integrity after coming out of the closet, after being in like such a fucking like whatever, abusive like masculinity, defending whatever or attacking position through the secret context and all this shit and doing what I did in Amsterdam to kind of like, do what I am doing now, going around saying that I'm doing like Nazi sympathizing is just a bit nasty, to be honest. Especially after I included you in like my life and my heart. Like what the shit, girl? You don't fucking do that to your friends. But I guess maybe I had more respect for you and I thought you were a better friend to me than you thought about me. However, whatever. Um, but wait, let me hydrate. <coughs> Beyond that, um, I was fucking furious about that because other people told me that Jane was actually also making like Instagram stories about this person and she was like circulating the shit around in a way that's just like vague and like essentially ordering a witch hunt to everyone else but the witch, nor to the people he's implemented with. Like, yeah, babe, I heard you talk about it in the fucking smoking room in the school. But, like, did you actually, like, sit down and tell me word by fucking word what the fuck happened? Because if you're talking about this shit, sorry, but you need the detail. These are not just, like, light, like, whatever, blames. These are fucking accusations. Which you might have been correct in the long run. Yes. Yes, bitch. But, like, it's the way that's the problem. Not about what you were saying. However, I got fucking defensive. So on that note, 
I texted John and I told him like, yo, dude, this and this fucking happened. And I actually told him Jane's name, which I really, really shouldn't have, to be honest. Because I put like someone else in a fucking dangerous position, um, including actually his past victim, which I am like wholeheartedly like sorry for and uh, I know that it doesn't make it right now or anything but like that's genuinely the two things that I really fucking regret to be honest because to me honestly the only reason I did it is to actually make him own up to his shit you know because I'm like bitch if you actually are a fucking abuser and if you actually are a fucking rapist then you should be held accountable for it you should be held accountable for it not everyone else but you and your crew and your group of friends and your surroundings Because that's not their responsibility to do the work for you, bitch. You should be the one that's fucking, like, doing the work. However, that's where, again, my toxic masculinity took the best of me. Because I assumed that in the same way that I would have the power to kind of, like, face my abuser, um, so would these girls. Which is so fucking wrong. Because actually, I was very hypocritical at that moment. Because I say that... You're not the meter of comparison, so it's not do unto others as you would do, but it's more so ask other people how they want to be treated. And I didn't ask them, actually, which is so fucking wrong. Um, and I really am sorry for and apologize for and regret, to be honest. That was one of the things that was really, like, I don't know, making me feel vulnerable and weak for a while, to be honest. However, when John called Jane... Allegedly on John's part, because uh, Jane, uh, uh, we don't have any interaction, nor do I, to be honest, at this point onwards, whatever. Um, when John called her, apparently, as John says, she completely backtracked and claimed that she made her friends feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, girl, calling someone a rapist to making your friends, your friends feel uncomfortable is like at the complete ends of the spectrum. Still abuse, yes, but like, let you know what I mean? Let's call a fish a fish. Anyway, Jane and um, the past girl and all the girls actually um, owe nothing to him now. Nor to me. Um, and it really is not about them. I just wanted to give you the context right now of my story, essentially. So, basically... After this whole situation has happened, um, John was telling me how horrible he was feeling and how he needs to get out of Amsterdam and how he would love to come to Cyprus. And I was like, um, yeah, man, sure, come. Um, which he did in the end. He booked tickets and he came to fucking Cyprus. So I told him again that, yo, I'm keeping my fucking eye on you. So you better fucking behave and not even not behave bad, but, like, behave fucking nicely. So, second day in, we got quite drunk. And, um, I invited two girlfriends of mine to come over, uh, and two gay friends of mine. So, we were really fucking drunk, bitch. But not, not that drunk. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, my friend A had a sister, B. So 15 minutes in, he comes up to me and he's like to me, yo, man, what the fuck? I really fucking like your friend B. I'm like, oh, sure, man, that's cool, okay. Um, 
cute. You know, what was I supposed to say? However, I knew that B had a boyfriend. So I asked my friend A, hey girl, so like, is your sister open or is she exclusive with her boyfriend? And she's like, no, babe, they're exclusive. I'm like, oh, okay, cute, cute, okay. So then he comes again, John, and he's like, yo, man, I really fucking like your friend B. Like, you know, I'm like, well, no, man, you should stop. And he's like, why? I'm like, because she's got a relationship. He's like, I don't care. I'm like, well, you should. And he's like, why? I'm like, well, because she does. He's like, oh, no, man, you, I can't see that. Like, you know, she like wants it. And I'm like, oh, my God, don't say that about a girl. Ever, never fucking say that a girl wants it or she seems like she wants it. Bitch, her fucking skirt is made for her. Her fucking curves are made for her. The way she fucking walks is made for her. The way she drinks her drink is made for her. The way she like, like fucking like flicks her like eyelashes is made for her. It's not made for fucking you. So I explained to him, like, that is so fucking wrong and he should never say that. And that if he's that sure that my friend wants it, then he should go up to her and ask her directly. Hey, girl. So, like, would you be interested in having sex with me? And it's a simple yes or no question. If you're that sure that she wants it, then it's a yes. And even, to be quite honest, if you do manage to kind of, like, convince her to cheat on her boyfriend like bitch i don't want you fucking doing that in my house it makes me feel uncomfortable especially knowing the shit that you just fucking pulled so on that note you're not just disrespecting one person you're disrespecting fucking two bitch anyway instead what john did as the (laughs) typical fucking male he goes up to her and he's like to her if you feel like kissing someone tonight i volunteer which on the one hand no. And on the other hand, bitch is literally gaslighting 101. It's literally fucking mental manipulation. It's like you're not thinking about my dick, you're pulling out my fucking dick and putting it in your face. Being like, oh, in case you weren't thinking about it, here it is. It's the same way as you not wanting to drink and your friend ordering a beer and be like, mmm, it's so fucking tasty and fresh. Girl, don't do that. So after a while, I see John sitting next to A and B on the couch, talking to them, being a bit like, and I'm like, oh my God, John, come, come. And he's like, yeah, we need to talk. I'm like, yes, please, let's talk. So we go outside on the balcony. We sit down. And I'm like, dude. And he's like, oh my God, man, I fucking love your friend. I'm like in love with this girl. She's the most amazing girl I've ever met in my life. She's everything I want my girlfriend to be. I'm like, oh my God, dude, what the fuck? You've known her for an hour. What do you even know about her? That you love? He's like, exactly. I don't even fucking remember her name. But like, I just love her open, her openness to me, I guess. And like, I'm like, babe, she's not open to you. In case you didn't hear the first time, she's exclusive with her boyfriend. You are the one that's going to her and actually pushing her to open, you know? And then we had a conversation, which I don't personally remember, because I was fucking drunk too, bitch. But, like, it was getting to that point where he would reach a dead end, only to be like, "Uh, you know, you're fucking right. Yeah, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. And that happened, like, four times, pretty much. So after the fourth time, I'm like, okay, let's chill. Let's have a good time, you know? He's like, yeah, but I'm like, John, fucking drop it, because, like, and I stop. And he's like, what, what, please tell me, I'm like, no, 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 I won't, I won't, and he's like, no, please fucking tell me, man, like, be as honest and as direct as you can with me, and I'm like, okay, so my opinion of straight man 
And no offense to anyone, unless you take offense, then in that note, <laughs> you deal with it. My opinion of straight men, heteronormative straight men at least, is that they have two heads and enough uh, blood pressure to only control one at a time. So, so far, I heard that you are functioning with the bottom head, even though the last months you've showed me that you function with the top head, which is why I actually stood my neck out for you and was by your side, even though I don't fully believe you. Please don't fucking prove me wrong, you know? And he told me, yeah, man, thanks for that. Like, really appreciate you and I really fucking love you and I respect you and that's why you're my friend because you're like straight up with me and I'm like, chill, cute. Then everyone comes out, basically. So, B sits on the chair. John goes and sits next to her. I am sitting on the fucking mattress with my two gay friends and A. So, I'm talking to everyone, but I kind of like see them at the corner of my eye. What's going on? You know, just keep an eye on them. And then like, he was like, I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. But like, he got up and he was essentially leaning on the chair going close to her fucking face. And she was just in the corner, kind of like laughing. She wasn't really feeling uncomfortable because she didn't know the backstory. But it was also like, um, it was very like, oh, yo, oh my God, this guy's so horny. <laughs> very boys will be boys, which we all do. And I'm not blaming the girl. Of course not. Nor any of the girls, actually, bitch. Like, this is how we're fucking wired. You know what I mean? Which is so wrong, but... That's the way the cookie crumbles. So I'm like, okay, John. Then he takes off his shirt. I don't know what the fuck they were talking. I'm like, John, sit the fuck down. He sits down, puts on his shirt, and he's like, Can I kiss you? And she turns her cheek and it's like mm, and just points at her cheek, which she does. I'm like, okay, Ade, Ade. John, come. It's time. Sit on the fucking mattress, bitch. She comes and he sits on the mattress. And at that note, B is like, is no one gonna sit next to him? I'm like, I will. So I sit next to her, and John's like, Your mom's gonna sit next to you. And I'm like, bitch, did your mom sit next to you? Because if she did, you wouldn't be acting the way you're acting now. And I feel that was the tipping point. Because at that point, it was external criticism, essentially fueling his fragile fucking masculinity. So on that note, the fucking Eiffel Tower of dominance came down. Or, in reality, actually, it was starting to build up. So on that note, it was like, ooh... But like, girl, let's be fucking real. Do not disrespect women. Ever. Ever. Even though I did as well, as uh, the previous part of this story showed. But anyway, that's that. So on that note, he's like to me, do we need to fucking talk? I'm like, yes, we do, but not now. And he's like, dude, I want to fucking talk. I'm like, we are not going to talk right now. Chew the fuck down. So, it takes a lot for me to get angry, really. But I was fucking furious. I'm like, oh my god. Like, really. So, basically, we continue talking to B, talking about her boyfriend. Then everyone gets up to go inside. And he's like, dude, let's fucking talk. I'm like, go inside. I don't want to talk right now. So, I sit down with my friend, A. And she's like to me, dude, what the fuck, man? Chill. Like, I've literally never seen you like this. And, like, me and A have been friends since literally, like, high school. So, like, John comes outside while I'm, like, talking to her and I'm, like, bitch, don't get me started. It's fucking happening. And, like, Jane was fucking right, you know? So, John comes outside and he's, like, to me, 
George, I want to fucking talk to you right now. And I'm like, bitch, first of all, do not talk to me in that tone in my fucking house. Second of all, I told you no. And third of all, you go the fucking side and I will talk to you whenever I feel comfortable to talk to you. Because right now I'm smoking a fucking cigarette. So basically, um, right after he told me that basically uh, B seems like she wants it, I realized what the problem was. Is that John cannot take no as a fucking answer. Ever. And I don't mean it only as an answer to a question, huh? I mean, it also has the willingness to perform an action that he wants you to. So he goes inside, and I'm talking to A, and I'm like, oh my god, bitch. It's happening. It's like, what? I'm like, I cannot explain right now. Just gonna go in and fucking rip the bandaid off. So I go inside, and I tell him, okay, let's go to my fucking room, bitch. So we go to my room. And we sit down, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? They're like, to me, no, you, what the fuck, man? Like... Fuck you for saying that I'm not enough and fuck you for not realizing how hard it is for me and fuck you for not realizing how hard it is for me and how hard it is for us. And I'm like, what's fucking hard for you? Like keeping your dick in your pants? And like, he just grabs me by the hands. He's like, fuck you for saying that I'm not enough, man. And I'm like, fuck you for like thinking that we have it easy and fuck you for not seeing how difficult it is. And that's when I was kind of like, bitch. So just pull back and I'm like, girl, how fucking hard is it for you? You cisgendered, straight, white, Dutch man in Dutch society. Like, are we fucking real right now? So on that note, he, like, grabs me again, gets a bit closer to my face. He's like, fuck you, George, fuck you. And that's when I was like, bitch. So then I slap him, and then he slaps me. I'm like to him, if you think that because you slapped me, I'm, like, gonna lose my shit, then, like, you're mistaken. So, like, he gets up. And he looks at me, and he's like, I really want to fucking slap you right now. And I'm like, no, you won't. And he's like, can I please slap you right now? And I'm like, no, you won't. He's like, can you please slap me right now? I'm like, no, I won't. And then he literally, like, started getting aggravated. He, like, growls, pumps his fucking fist, and literally headbutts my fucking wall. And at that note, I genuinely thought that he just, like, pushed my wall and just fell to the ground and, like, literally started screaming at the top of his lungs. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, so much drama. And then they call the gays dramatic. Oh, girl, the heteros just need to fucking put it together. Honestly. So, like, I'm sitting I'm like, oh, my God, John, girl, seriously? Don't be so fucking dramatic. Like, screaming. So I'm like, babe, just get up. Seriously, though? And then he just basically pulls his hands away from his face and just like, bam, starts bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Okay, okay, this shit, like, this actually, like, happened in my fucking room right now. So that note, I lose my shit because I'm like, he's bleeding in my fucking room in the corner screaming because he can't keep his fucking dick in his pants. So, like... I go closer to him, and I'm like, oh my god, babe, what the fuck, chill, chill the fuck down, so he starts, like, kicking me and pushing me away, not letting me touch me, touch him, and, like, not letting him, like, help me, like, all that, so I'm like, oh my god, please stay here, and he's like, no, I wanna fucking go outside, I'm like, please do not go outside, do not let the girls and the fucking, like, friends, like, see you like that, like, please, stay here, I'm gonna go and bring some fucking tissue, and he's like, I wanna fucking drink, and I'm like, no, you will not drink, I had a drink there, though, by the way, which I hid, when I heard that. So I go outside, I bring in some tissue. By the time I come back inside, 
I see him basically sucking the like remnants of the last drink that I had with a straw. So he's like, what are you going to do now, George? And I'm like, oh my God, this is getting worse by the fucking minute. So I'm like, please get up. Please, just fucking chill. Fucking, he's like, don't take me to fucking chill. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up and listen to me. And then he literally grabs me by the hands. He's like, no, you shut the fuck up and listen to me. I'm talking right now. And that's when I saw the eye turn. And I'm like, okay. This is not John that at least I've seen so far, you know. So he proceeded to actually say with all seriousness, as serious as like a drunk, emotionally rampaged straight man can be anyway, to tell me, fuck you for not realizing how difficult it is for us and all the work that we're fucking put in. Straight man. We are the ones that have the power in this fucking society. We are the ones that get shit done and you villainize us because of the work that we put in. Fuck black people, fuck women, and fuck gay people because you have the privilege of sympathy. And at that moment, I was like, the mask has finally fucking dropped. So now I see you. Hello. Nice to meet you. Actually, with all due respect, because there is none there, it's not nice to meet you, bitch. So I was like, holy fucking shit. I actually have this type of person in front of me. I have battled my life, all my life, to keep these people as far away as possible. However, I invited this person to come and stay in my house. And I believed his fucking lies. What the shit? So on that note, I just switched off. He later on went on to tell me basically that I'm also like a privileged gay man, which obviously I am to an extent, but like, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? That I should kind of like fuck off because of that, because I get the privilege of sympathy. And at that moment, I was like, okay, George, pull it together. You don't have to lose your shit. You have to go with the flow, because if you do not give him what he wants right now, this is literally a situation where you have no control over your physical integrity whatsoever. And this is the first time in my life that I actually has be, have been in that type of situation. And bitch, I was in the army for two years, imagine. So basically, I had to agree with him. Which that was the most painful part, to be honest. The fact that I had to actually utter the words, Yep, you're right. You know? Which hurt like a motherfucker, to be honest. Which is something that I'm still kind of like trying to make peace with. This and basically like putting the girls in like a vulnerable situation so I had to agree with him Um, and then when he chilled down a little bit I told him to sit on the bed so we sit on the bed and I told him breathe fucking relax this is a safe space so as soon as I said this is a safe space he like slaps me again and pushes me against the bed holding my fucking hands against the bed and just shouting in my fucking face and at that moment without trying to sound cheesy, I, like, I was in the shoes of the girls that he abused. Or not even in the shoes, bitch, just putting my toes, you know? Because keep in mind that I'm like a 185, 70 kilo, hairy fucking man. So on that note, yeah, I was privileged enough to not necessarily be like his sexual preference or whatever the fuck you want to call, like, uh the key to his, like, abusive behaviors, but, like, you know, 
But if I felt like so vulnerable and so fucking weak, imagine what a girl that weighs 50 kilos or whatever, 20 years old, would feel like. And I'm not saying that I'm better than girls, but I'm talking about like the biological aspect of actually being attracted to girls. You know what I'm saying? So on that note, when he was on top of me, I was like, oh my God, so far, I did not believe that you can be a rapist. However, now, I see fucking clearly that you are capable of anything if you don't get your fucking way. So anyway, I played it off by humor and I agreed that I'm privileged and that gay people and black people and women are privileged, uh, basically, in order for him to actually relax, which he did. And um, he later went outside, he wanted to drink more, he was trying to find the girls, the girls had left obviously already. Uh, I was having the alcohol, I was giving him water with just a dash of alcohol. And I can say with confidence that for the first time in my life, I actually felt afraid and scared to the extent that I was actually thinking of getting a restraining order when I come back to Amsterdam. You know? However, uh, girl, seriously though, I told myself that if I wake up in the morning, because I couldn't call the police, I couldn't call anyone basically, you know? And I had to sleep at home, like I wasn't going to fucking leave this asshole in my house. So when I would wake up in the morning, I said that if he's still kind of like in rampage mode, I would actually ask him to go to the beach, play the bro code again. And as soon as he gets off the fucking car, I would just drive away. However, we wake up in the morning and he allegedly does not remember anything. Conveniently. Again. For the third time, bitch. Second time in a month, keep in mind, huh? So, he told me that he remembers nothing. Um, so, I started off explaining what happened yesterday with a bit of, like, a, you know, hesitation. Because I'm like, holy shit, I don't know. I might get stabbed. I might get punched. I don't fucking know what's going on with this bitch. So, I started talking about what happened with B. And he's like, oh, pff, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oof, okay. Bullshit. Kind of like... Completely brushing it off, being like, oh, pff, yeah, I'm an asshole, so, yeah, I mean, you discovered the wheel. But then I come to the point of him exclaiming all those fucking bigger things, and he's like, oh, what the fuck, that doesn't fucking sound like me. I'm like, tell me about it, bitch. So anyway, he told me that he's sorry, that he made me feel unsafe and disrespected me in my own house. And I told him, no, I don't accept your apology. You cannot do this. You cannot be an asshole. You cannot be a fucking abuser to people. Put people in a dangerous situation. And then actually expect them and have the audacity to apologize. You know? And expect them to accept your apology. Like, the, the by the way, and now I'm not trying to save my ass. You can criticize me as much as you want. The reason I apologized to the girls right now publicly is not because I expect them to forgive me. I know that they won't. And actually, I would fucking do the same. Nor do I want their trust, to be honest, because I will also do the same. The reason I'm doing it is just because, like, this is the right thing to do. And I know that maybe you can say that about John. However, this has repeatedly happened for John. Numerous fucking times. So, he goes back to working after I say that. And I'm like, uh... Okay, let me make it clear for you. Bitch, you need to get the fuck out of my house as fast as possible. And I'm leaving the fucking group. 
that we were working with. And he's like, oh, pff, what the fuck? Come on, man. Like, how exactly did you like feel vulnerable? What did I do exactly to make you feel unsafe? And I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, girl, you encapsulated and manifested everything that I'm categorically against in this fucking society. Lack of responsibility. Toxic masculinity. Abuse of substances. Making up excuses for fucking male privilege. Looking beyond your fucking colonialist thought of taking whatever the fuck you want with any means possible. Not taking no as an answer. Not being empathetic with the people around you. All of it. And the list goes on and on, actually. However, John reached out to me a couple of days after that with this heartfelt, emotional message that was nothing but, I'm sorry to say, but the recitation of um, psychological, vague, non-specific descriptions of an emotional psyche that cannot be pinpointed, about past trauma that he cannot share, about efforts of trying to bridge the trauma with the present, about the message being destined for a George that still cares about him somewhere deep there, and that he was sorry that I felt intimidated. But the construction lies in the fact that bitch... Do not try to differentiate between a judge that cares and a judge that doesn't. Ever. In the same way that you go and tell a girl, like, I volunteer if you want to kiss, differentiating two types of people in one person, the one that cares and the one that doesn't, is essentially asking me, unwillingly, to put in the extra effort for you, okay, overcompensating your fucking lack of emotional stability, in order to gain fucking responsibility of your fucking emotions. Two, talk to you, educate you, forgive you, care for you. Because if I don't, that means I don't care, thus making me a bad person. And in this way, having power over me. No, babes, you don't have that fucking power over me. Beyond that, calling it intimidating. I was not intimidated, bitch. I knew exactly what I had to do. Because... I'm a toxic man, obviously, as you've seen. I am a man. I have dealt with men all my life in Cyprus. So I knew how to defuse the situation, you know. And the reason is that, like, he spurred out of those bigot things because actually, yeah, you know what? Deep down, I do believe that he believes those shit, even though he is not really conscious of it or actually has the balls to admit it. But the reason he did that was in order to actually ask me to go to the same emotional level that he's at that moment, which is the level of dominance over submission. You know, because there's only like one or the other. It's a versus situation. He tried to spark an emotional field response by saying those things because he knows how much they mean to me in order for me to function on the same plane that he does. Because obviously he would win. That's how he fucking functions all, all his life. He does not use his fucking intellect. You know, but no, babes, I know better than that. So on that note, saying that I was intimidated, no. I was not fucking intimidated. Intimidation implies that that feeling starts and culminates within the person that feels intimidated and thus institutionally and constitutionally putting that person yet once again in a lower position than you and then obviously you having more power over them. And in this way, verifying your own fucked up emotional psyche. No, I was not intimidated. 
I was in fucking danger because it had nothing to do with me, bitch. Your fucking behaviors against those girls, against me, against whoever else you fucking abused were fucking dangerous. They were not intimidating. And actually, what work do people actually like read movies? Sorry, read books. Watch movies. Go to therapy for like to like more than one professional bitch. That's putting in fucking work. Do you actually own up to your fucking self what the fuck you did in a substantial way of actually asking questions always and never trying to brush it off by finding a different group of friends? So that was essentially my summer. I felt vulnerable. I became a person that I never really saw in me before, to be honest. I take pride in how open I am. And I take pride in um, owning up to my emotions. And for the first time, I actually didn't trust people. Nor did I want to open up to people, to be honest, for a while. And it took a while, and it took a lot of effort. Because the hardest pill to swallow, to be honest, was knowing that coming back to Amsterdam, um, I would see that people would basically just have their heads in the cloud. You know what I mean? And still choose essentially sides because I really don't care if you choose my side or not but I hope that my friends choose the side of essentially integrity now whether that is being next to me or not I I, honestly girl whatever I might want you next to me but I don't need you next to me really at all but it's okay you know people take their fucking time to realize that their narrative essentially will be fully fledged into a discourse that they also add in. It's not my responsibility to do that for them, nor do I want to for that matter of fact. If people still like, you know what I mean, doing a specific action in their lives that verifies whatever meaning they want to perpetuate at that moment for them, so be it. You know, I just hope that eventually when people will be faced with John again, they will realize that like, the reason like, His hair is so big, it's because he's full of secrets, you know? And also be as lucid, I guess, and as safe as I was in the long run, you know, which I don't, I cannot say the same for other people, from what I've heard or whatever. Um, But I just hope that this shit, basically, that I'm doing right now, which is basically pouring out my fucking, like, traumatic experience... And my summer narrative, if you want to call it that, on a public platform, to spark something. Not to the people, well, also to the people that were implemented, obviously. But more so to John. Because it's not about you, bitch. I am not doing this for you. I am doing this for everyone else in the future that you might actually jeopardize again. You know? Because this right now, You cannot fucking delete. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. It's on four fucking platforms. You cannot change a group of friends. You cannot push it behind. You cannot block people on Instagram. You cannot share it at afters. You cannot gossip when you're high on fucking whatever. And then forget about it. It's here. And it's queer. And probably after this, I'm gonna read a fucking beer. You know? Because at the end of the day, 
you know what I'm saying? Emotional substantiality is just something that we're all basically responsible for only for ourselves. You you know what I mean? Uh, I wish we could all just kind of like get along like, you know, we used to in middle school and bake a cake filled with rainbows and smiles and everyone would eat and be happy. But too bad that John didn't go to the same fucking middle school as me. Because, bitch, the rainbow is not for you. Really. So I want everyone to raise your fucking hand if you have ever been personally victimized by a fucking toxic man. Raise it, bitch. You deserve that. You deserve to be fucking raised up. Honestly, though. And for those men to be raised the fuck down. So do whatever the fuck you want with this information. Do whatever the fuck you want with this podcast. I lived my summer like, um, you know, I guess, um, what the fuck was his name? Brutus? Techno Brutus? I don't, I don't know. The guy that was working with Caesar, you know what I'm saying? Which is like so wrong, but it's kind of like, bitch, why should Caesar get to fucking stomp around like a giant while the rest of us try not to get smashed under his big fucking male stinky feet? What's so great about Caesar? I don't understand. You know what I mean? Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. Brutus is just as smart as Caesar. People totally like Brutus just as much as they like Caesar. But in reality, they don't, babes. You know? You shouldn't be neither Brutus nor fucking Caesar. You shouldn't fucking, like, uh, abuse power in any form or way. Nor should you want to actually navigate that power to you. So whether you, know, blame me for centralizing myself, go ahead. Really. But, like... I lived my summer, actually, in reality, like Jennifer Lawrence in Dreamgirls, you know, sad, sad fucking role. However, bitch still fucking won the Oscar. However, outside of Dreamgirls, bitch, I'm a fucking Beyonce. And John, let's change your name. Let's call you Felicia, cause bye. So on that note, I will close off with a fucking song. And I hope you stood um, by this one hour and two minute story. And uh, take care from this point onwards. And the next episode will actually not be so grave. But this is also kind of like my own closure. Because I'm fucking done talking about this shit. So, bye.